The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Food for Thought. Your table is now ready. Your servers will be Nate Geary and Bruce Nolan. Our specials today are cold, hard facts and fresh, hot takes. Can I get you started with... I'm sorry, just one moment. Can I get a little energy in here? Serving it up to you live on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. I'm Bruce Nolan. There's no Nate Geary, but this is still Food for Thought, a show combining two of your three favorite F-words. That's right, food and football. The third one is actually your least favorite thing right now, and it's the Finns, the Miami Dolphins. But we'll get into that later. JR says... Food, football, and futility in the comment section. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me this evening. I am grateful to have every single one of you here with me live or listening to this show later on. Nate is not with us, as I mentioned before. He is in the middle of doing a fundraiser right now and a, uh, a giveaway, and he's off being... The man of the evening, you know, doing all the things, shaking hands, kissing babies, a man about town, all the things that you know and love from Nate that you don't know or love about me. And so we're going to have a little discussion today, just you and me and 15, 20, 30, 50, 100, 200 of our closest friends right here in the comment section as well. And I'm not really feeling very well tonight. So for me, I'm going to go on for as long as I possibly can. But I am not feeling well at all. I am feeling a little flushed, a little feverish, been a little nauseous today. But I made a commitment. And so I will follow through. Because if Nate was here, I would just say, well, you know, Nate's going to do it. But he's not here. And I said I was going to. So I'm going to. Maybe my worst character flaw, 
I am dogmatic and I stick to the plan regardless. If I tell my wife, I'm going to get you this on my way home from work. I don't care if I get in a car accident on my way home from work. I will walk to the store because I said I was going to. So we are going to talk a little bit about one score dishes this evening. Ralph Wilson in the comment section says something you ate. No, I don't think so. Actually, I didn't really have anything unusual today out of the ordinary, just very normal protein shake, chicken, vegetables, kind of normal stuff. So for me, nothing out of the ordinary chicken was perfectly reasonably cooked. I don't really know, but a reminder that every single show on the Buffalo rumblings vidcast network is presented by Picasso's pizza, which I could use some Picasso's pizza right now. Goodness gracious. That sounds good. I want to treat myself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo pizza shipping locally and nationwide order online at picassospizza.net. If I thought it could get here in a reasonable amount of time, I would do it. Nate's not here to show you his Genesee shirt or his Genesee hat. But this show is brought to you by Genesee Brewing Company. Since 1878, Genesee has poured generations of brewing knowledge into each pint, can, and bottle of their beer. They make no sacrifices when it comes to their beer, brewing each with the highest quality ingredients for a consistently great drinking experience. Look for Genesee Beer, Genesee Light, Cream Ale, and their specialty lines with beers like Ruby Red Kolsch and Oktoberfest, Genesee Brewery, Rochester, New York. So... That wasn't very much fun. Last game the Buffalo Bills played. I wasn't a huge fan. But one of the things that has come out of this particular game is the narrative of one-score games. I wrote an article, and I did a little thing on the podcast earlier this week on the Bruce Exclusive about my opinion on the current one-score 0-7 in the last seven Buffalo Bills narrative. So I encourage you to go to buffalorumblings.com or listen to Bruce Exclusive and pick that up. But it gave me a thought that was inspired by one of my followers. Michael actually said, what about one-score dishes, one-score foods? Let's talk about one-score foods. And here's the way that I'm going to define a one-score food. So go ahead and hit me up with the comments. Once you hear my definition, give me your one score food. A one score food has to be a multi-ingredient dish. It cannot be a dish that is summed up almost entirely by one ingredient. Uh acquaintance of mine said, oh, well, what about like a uh, like toast? No, we can't use toast. It has to be a multi-ingredient dish that can be completely derailed through screwing up one ingredient. One ingredient out of six or seven or 12. And if that one ingredient is off, the whole thing is a loss. Richard Russ says soup. Depends on the soup. You're going to have to be more specific, Richard. Going to have to be more specific. I need, I need more. For me, my one score dish I want to talk about this evening is lasagna. Lasagna. And I'll tell you why lasagna is my one score dish. It's because if the noodles aren't right, nothing else matters. If the noodles are weird or crunchy, it doesn't matter. 
because you can't really escape them. They're layered throughout. You can't carve it off. You can't pick it out. It is also the foundational texture of the entire dish. If the noodles and lasagna are not right, it doesn't matter how good your cheese is. It doesn't matter how good your sauce is. It doesn't matter how much effort you put into layering ricotta. Some people use use cottage cheese. Some people use cream cheese in their lasagna. Ryan says the top layer should crunch. I agree the top layer can be a little a little crunchy, but I do not want the bottom or the middle of my lasagna to be crunchy. Not interested. I am not interested at all. 100%. I'm out. I'm out entirely. For me, the middle of the lasagna being cooked correctly, having the noodles correct, is the difference between a good lasagna and a bad lasagna. We have some engagement from the comments section. Richard Rush says chili. Okay, so let's talk about that, Richard. Is it the vegetables that aren't done enough? You get some too crunchy on the celery or something like that? Is it the beef? Like, What is the one ingredient that is just completely essential that if you screw it up in a chili, it ruins the whole thing? Ryan says the bottom edge of the lasagna can crunch. Not for me. Absolutely not. I don't want my top and bottom parts of the lasagna to be crunchy. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. They need to be firm noodles, but not crunchy. Now I'm, I'm out on crunchy lasagna, 100%. Karen says pizza. If the sauce is terrible, dough not cooked right, or not enough cheese, forget it. So multiple things can be done wrong in pizza. I think that this is an interesting one to talk about. Because on one hand, we have Karen saying multiple things can go wrong in pizza. Sauce terrible, dough not cooked right, not enough cheese. On the other hand, there are plenty of people who say there's no such thing as bad pizza. So we have conflicting narratives here about pizza that I think we need to get carved out at some point. Castellan says, you put celery in your chili. I do. I do put celery in my chili. Sometimes green pepper in my chili as well. Yeah. If you know anything about Bruce, you know that texture differential is extremely important to me. I do not like things as a general rule that are completely homogenous when it comes to food texture. I always struggle with mashed potatoes for this reason. If they are over whipped and it basically becomes potato pudding, it doesn't nearly hit the spot as if it's a little bit chunky. I like it a little bit chunky because I need the texture differential. Homogeny makes things boring for me. So that's my one score food. My one score dish for this evening is lasagna. And that's the icebreaker. We broke the ice. Let's talk about football metaphors when it comes to food. And I know that nobody wants to talk about this. We're going to do it. We're totally going to do it. If Bill's Fins was a food, what kind of food would it be? This is a lot more fun after a win. But I think you can get better metaphors after a loss. Hit me in the comments section with your own. We're going to have to carry this together, guys. Because Nate's not here. So we're going to have to carry it all together. You and me in the comments section. We're going to have to carry this thing. If Bill's Fins was a food, what kind of food would it be? For me, Bill's Fins is undercooked pork on a first date. I don't know 
who is exactly decided that dinner and a movie was the appropriate thing for a first date. Here's my hot take for the evening. Dinner and a movie is a terrible first date. Stop taking people to dinner and a movie on your first date. Number one, is there ever a time when someone is less attractive than when they are chewing? I would argue no. Do not put yourself in that position. Do not go to dinner on a first date. Number two, staring blankly in darkness at a screen for two hours does not help you get to know somebody. No. You know what you want to do on a first date? Go ice skating. You know what you want to do on a first date? Go to coffee and then go putt-putting. Some sort of activity you can do while you're talking. Because dinner and a movie is absolutely terrible. But Bill's Fins is going to dinner and a movie and eating undercooked pork on your first date. Because when it's over, you're just glad you made it through alive. That's why. It was a big moment. It was an opportunity for you to impress. The person sitting across from you is ostensibly more important than other partners you might have that you might be eating with. Maybe your mother or your father, grandfather, brother, sister, son, daughter. No, no, no. It's more important that you impress here. Just like it's more important that you play well against division rivals. But no, it went poorly. It went really poorly. And quite frankly, you're just glad you got out of there alive. Now, you might be a little scarred. You might be an absolute scar when you're done. But you're just glad you made it out alive. Heather says, something terrible when hot and sticky. So, Really hot, but really bad wings, maybe. Like super spicy, super hot, but like not good wings. You look around, your hands are all sticky. You feel like death and you're like, that? that I went all that? I went through all that for that? Not a big fan. Not a big fan. Castellan has, how about ghost peppers? Because soon everyone's dropping from the heat. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Ralph Wilson says, microwave spaghetti lost to a noodle-armed quarterback in a hot box. Oh, man, that's really good. Ralph, that's fantastic. Well done. JR says, the game was like going for that last plate at the buffet when you're already full and you pay the price for it later. Yeah. You got your two first games. You blew them out. You were feeling good. You're like, "Ah, I'll go for one more. I can do it. You go for one more. Two hours later, you're like, I shouldn't have gone for one more. I shouldn't have done it. Mark says the Bills and Fins was boneless wings, otherwise known as what Karen says is chicken nuggets. Side note, Karen, I did see your comment that you're going to be tuned in for as long as the power holds up due to Ian. I just want to let you know that I'm praying for you, that my thoughts are with you, and um, I hope you're able to chuckle a little bit tonight, and I hope this gives you a little bit of little bit of joy. Um, I didn't feel well, obviously, before I got on here. I don't feel well now. But when I see that, I think, you know what? I can do it. If it makes Karen smile a little bit, I think I'm good. So if Bill's Fins was a food, was fun. And now we're going to move on to the food simile. The food simile is Bill's and Ravens. 
the upcoming Ravens game makes me feel like. Comment section, you're on fire this evening. Keep going. The upcoming Ravens game makes me feel like what? And this is a rare occurrence for Bruce. I am going to connect my food simile to my appetizer. I am going to make my food simile connected to the if Bill's Fins was a food metaphor I just made. So I mentioned that Bill's Fins was like having undercooked pork on a first date. Bill's Ravens makes me feel like I ended up getting a second date after the terrible first one. Yeah, it was awful. It was terrible. But I have an opportunity to redeem myself. I got a second date anyway. I have told you before that my first date with my wife was the worst first date I've ever been on in my life. And the second date was just as bad. They were both awful. But because I care about sample size, there was a third date. She will tell you that it was morbid curiosity. But for me, it's about caring about sample size. So there's very, very, very few people that I only went on one date with. Why? Because sample size, you can have an off night. You can have a bad night. But in this case, the upcoming Ravens game makes me feel like that after I had undercooked pork for the first date and it ruined everything, somehow I got a second one because the Ravens are a good team. They're an AFC team. They may not necessarily be a divisional rival, but the Dolphins just lost to the Bengals last night, which means if the Bills beat the Ravens, Right back in it. AFC record gets a W in it. Dolphins took a loss. I don't have to look at the graphics that says, and then there were two. With Eagles and the Dolphins being the only undefeated teams. I don't have to look at those graphics anymore. And I have no clue why in my head the graphics sound like a movie announcer. I don't know why I just did that with my voice. In a world. I just, I don't know why I did that. Not sure. But to me, that's what it feels like. Because no matter how badly things may have gone for you against the Dolphins, permanent injury-wise, you're looking at a long-term injury for Tommy Doyle and a long-term injury for Christian Benford. A long-term injury for Micah Hyde. But when I say long-term, I mean at least four weeks for each one of these people. Tommy Doyle obviously out for the season with a torn ACL. Christian Benford, broken hand, going to be clubbed up for a little bit. But could be worse. Also, reinforcements are coming. At some point, Tredavious White's going to be back. And that'll be good. So you have an opportunity here against a really hot team. If you want to change the narrative, if you are sick and tired of hearing about the Miami Dolphins, now is your time. Because Lamar Jackson is the MVP leader right now in a lot of people's minds. As well, he should be. He's been playing out of his gourd all year long. If you want to steal back that attention that you were irritated that the Dolphins took from you by two points in the sweltering heat after statistically you dominated them in every area except for the scoreboard, now is your opportunity. Now is your chance to steal that thunder back. You got a second date after you ate undercooked pork on the first one and things went terribly. 
you have the opportunity to get that thunder back now. So the upcoming Ravens game makes me feel like I ended up getting a second date after the first one. And now I can do something better. Now I can go to coffee. I can go to coffee and go to putt-putt. I can go ice skating. I can go laser tag. I can do something like that. That's right. Check with me not only about food and football, but also about fancy date ideas like laser tag and putt-putt. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We are going to go to winners and losers. They're this week in the NFL. And then we're going to get out of here. And I think it'll probably end up being only a, I don't know, 20-minute show, 25-minute show. Because as mentioned, I'm running out of steam, but I'm going to do my best. Winner from this week in the NFL. I'm going with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is my week winner for this week. And the reason it is, is because the last time we saw Andy Dalton was with a extremely talent-stricken Chicago Bears team with a coach who's about to be fired. Andy Dalton, QB1. Remember that coming out last year? The Saints are a markedly better team, which means I'm not saying Andy Dalton is going to be anyone's preferred starter based on his performance in London with Jameis Winston very unlikely to play. That's what I'm saying. But when you're on one-year deals in the NFL, Any year could be the last year because you don't know if that phone's going to ring. You know, not all of us have Chase Daniel level job security where the dude just keeps getting jobs. Not all of us can be Chase Daniel. Some of us have to continually earn the opportunity. And Andy Dalton is in a spot now where if he plays well or reasonably with reasonable weapons, there is another one-year deal waiting for him from a different organization at some point next year, maybe even a team like the Buffalo Bills to come in and be a backup. So for me, I look at Andy Dalton as a big winner this week because he gets an opportunity to prove that he can still be a reasonable NFL quarterback with good weapons. It should come as no surprise to you that my biggest loser this week is every single human being who was involved in the Tua Tungabailoa return-to-play decision for the Miami Dolphins. I understand that there is a quote-unquote independent neurologist involved. Mind you, we don't know who he is. We don't know if he's from South Florida. We don't know his name. We don't know his qualifications. But this situation has thankfully spread a light has shown a light on the concussion process that the NFL thought that they had all wrapped up. Because as Albert Breer pointed out over the last couple of days, they're checking for symptoms. They're not checking for a concussion. And apparently Tua stumbling and shaking his head after his hit against the Buffalo Bills, apparently that didn't count as a concussion. 
didn't count as a symptom. He was just wobbling all over the place because he had a different way of looking at it. He said, well, it's a back injury. They said, well, it's a back injury. He came up with a reason. They came up with a reason as to why it wasn't going to be a concussion. Loopholes. Absolute loopholes. And when there are systemic loopholes, you are relying on the intrinsic morality of a personal organization to do the right thing. There are only two things that govern human behavior. That's it. Inherent moral compass and fear of consequence. That's it. Those are the only two things that guide human behavior. And if you don't have fear of consequence, then we are at your mercy when it comes to your inherent moral compass. Unless you don't have one. Then there's nothing stopping you from trotting out to a Tonga Valoa again. The Miami Dolphins already had a draft pick taken from them next year through the tampering violations for Tom Brady. After the NFLPA is done their investigation, I'm very interested to see what this looks like. Because at some point, somebody got something wrong. I don't know who it was. I don't know if the independent neurologist somehow didn't view him stumbling all over himself as a concussion-like symptom or if information was withheld. And I don't want to hear a thing about Tua wanting to go back in. Don't give me one line about Tua wanting to go back in. Of course he wants to go back in. That's what athletes do. That's why we don't put them in charge of their own stuff. You guys know that I am a big fan of MMA. And one thing we need to get used to and get better at in MMA is throwing in the freaking towel because your corner is supposed to protect you because you will trot out there with every bone in your face broken, bleeding all over the place, and getting ready to suffer really significant head injury. But you know, hey, you know, you never know. We we could win. We could do it. It's about probability functions. It's about not wanting your young athlete's head to be scrambled. It's about what Mike Tomlin said when he was talking about holding Ryan Clark out of a game due to his sickle cell trait and said, I have an obligation to safeguard this person. And that's what leadership is. Leadership is not about power or authority or getting your way. It's about sacrificing for the people in your charge. It's about sometimes taking it on the chin and sometimes losing because it's the right thing to do. And I know that that's really hard. And I know that the Dolphins probably think that if Tua was in there instead of Teddy Bridgewater last night, they'd probably win that game. They probably believe that. And maybe it's true. And I don't care if it's true. You can tell I'm a little upset. I don't know where the flaw lies. It's either in the system or the people who are doing it. But we're not going to know any of this until the NFLPA and the NFLPA has done their investigation. And I hope it's good. And I hope it's transparent like they all say they want it to be. Because what we saw on Thursday Night Football, I never want to see again. It's not even my quarterback I'm screaming at the television. 
Forget a Bills loss. That's way worse than any Bills loss I've ever seen. I was way angrier at that than I was at 13 seconds or wide right. Because this isn't about the final score of a game. It's about the brain health of a young man. And if that doesn't take priority over points on a board, then what are we doing here? What are we doing here? So I don't know if it's the Dolphins organization. I don't know if it's Mike McDaniel. I don't know if it's the independent neurologist. I don't know if it's the system. But if it comes back and everybody did exactly what they were supposed to do, then the system under which they're operating is broken and needs to be changed. And if it comes back that people weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing, then that person needs to be held accountable. Because it's bigger than football. At some point, if your employer doesn't care enough about you to care about the base function of your brain health, then how much faith should we really have in these teams? How much faith do we have in the NFL? Does anybody actually believe at that point that the NFL cares about player safety? No matter how much they roll it out, we're all just going to roll our eyes and go, you know what? It's PR. I don't believe you. You have proven over and over again that you don't give a crap. At some point, you have to do something. They just make money for you, I guess. Just make money for you. That's it. At some point, the question of morality comes into play. It's either morality for the person who made a mistake or it's morality for the system under which everyone can do their jobs and you can still end up with that result. I don't know which one it is. But you know what? We better find out. We better fix it. Because I don't want to see that ever again. And I don't think anybody else does either. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me this evening. I am sorry we have to end on such a down note. But I really, really appreciate you spending time with me this evening. Spending 30 minutes of your Friday evening with me. I am going to go lay down after I finish uploading this. And I'm going to rest because my wife is not here. She's going to be back tomorrow evening at some point. So I'm going to go rest, lay down. Dogs will jump up in the bed. They'll sit with me. It's going to be great. And I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. And I hope that you have a great time filled with great food, great fun, great memories. And most importantly, I hope you didn't leave hungry.